0: hello and welcome to the mighty 90s movie and tv podcast i'm simon and tonight i'm honored with a very special guest you may know him as magician the great hudani or you may know him as arvid from the tv show head of the class or you may know him as chris the manager of rigby's from keenan and Kel, who had dreams of being chased by giant bunny rabbits and also has a radio in his car dan Frischman is here Dan, thank you so much and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Simon. Good to be good to be here. Hello.
0: It's an absolute honor. Like I was just saying before we were recording, I grew up obsessed with Keenan and Kel. A rumor went round my school when I was in what what we'd call like elementary school that Kel had, had died uh, in real life in a limo accident. And I was this is pre internet. And I was so grief stricken. I took a day off from school to mourn. And then I was, I was incredibly, you know, grateful to find out that that wasn't true. Um, But yeah, but I love, I love the show. I loved your character. I mean, uh, before we talk about that, I will just say there's a wonderful video on YouTube that I'm going to link to below. That's like a nine minute history of like your entire career. Um, Which I, well, if you haven't seen it, I will send you a link, but it goes into perfect detail way better than, I could ever do. So we'll start with Keenan and Kel, if that's okay. And yeah, can you, sure. Can you tell us, like, how did you how did you get that role? What was the audition process like? How did that all manifest?
1: Well, that was after a couple of decades of you know really pounding the pavement to get anything. Uh, that one just fell into my lap because uh, a previous show I had done that when you mentioned AB, uh, Head of the Class that was on ABC and two of my acting cronies on the show became very successful producers in their own rights uh and they were creators of tv shows uh, for nickelodeon uh dan snyder in particular uh created uh, many shows um i carly and such and he created uh co-created keenan and kel and they came to me uh dan did Asking me if I knew anybody who was kind of like a, um, I don't know if you know this actor named Chris Elliott. He was he was well-known uh, on the David Letterman show. He was like uh, a, a character would pop up. He'd be the guy under the stairs and uh, kind of a subversive, kind of edgy type of humor he did. And they were looking for that type of character originally to play Chris uh, on Keenan and Kel. And so they, I'm am not particularly edgy. So... Um, they so Dan just asked me, "Do you know anybody like that?" Because you know, I was taking acting classes and I'm kind of doing a lot of theater in Los Angeles, so I know people. And I thought about it and I couldn't come up with anyone. But I said, "I'll you know give it some thought." And I went through my Rolodex in my head and I was not really coming up with anybody in particular. And then I kind of forgot about it and I figured it was already cast. And then a couple months later. Uh, Dan and I would hang out on occasion, and he said, can I pick you up? I wanna show you a computer I'm looking at. Uh, I said, sure, and, and on the way, he goes, oh, you know, Brian and I, we haven't really found anyone uh, to play that character. Well, we think we have the perfect person. I went, oh, good. Uh, anybody I know? And he goes, you. <laughs> and I just laughed, I said, what, really? He goes, yeah, do you wanna do it? So uh, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh so that's kind of how it fell in my lap. It was I was not a shoe-in for the role. Obviously they uh they told me they looked at like 300 people for it before they kind of went, you know, let's go with Dan because we know him and, and think he could do it. Uh so that's kind of how that fell into my lap and then within uh I'd say another couple weeks from that moment, uh, we were I was in uh from Los Angeles uh flew to orlando to take the tv the pilot uh, and actually maybe the pilot we shot in hollywood i now for, i forget but the, but when we found but it was picked up and we and we uh shot the entire series in uh orlando okay now i remembering there was no pilot it was just we went right to series uh oh, wow. so it was all in uh so the first two years were in orlando and the second two years Uh, we moved back here to Los Angeles, which I was happy about because I got to move back into my house after having rented it out. And um, that's kind of how it went.
0: Wow! I mean, and that must be incredibly flattering that, you know, they went through all of these people. And, you know, without even like auditioning, you were the best guy. So that's, uh, that's amazing. And it shows because you're so perfect in that role, like you play, like the, you know, the sort of, Kind of like the classic sort of uh straight man to their craziness you know but also at times like the vulnerable character uh yeah. is perfect but i have to ask about the orlando part because at the end of the show uh it would always say uh keenan and kale filmed in front of a live audience at universal studios in orlando universal studios florida and i have that programmed into my mind because here in the uk i never i didn't know where this place was when i was like nine or ten and I right. begged, begged, begged my parents to take me there on vacation because I had to see where Keenan and Kale was. And I wanted to like, you know, watch a, see a taping or whatever. And we did go eventually. But it was like three, four years later. I think the show had finished by that point. But what what was that experience? Yeah. And it was okay. We have this now. This is far better. The That's nine-year-old good. inside me is doing backflips right now. So yay. But I mean, what was that uh, experience like? You know, filming in front of a, a live audience each time. I mean, is I mean, I assume you are used to that. Did they do that on head of the class as well?
1: Yeah, we had we always had a live audience on head of the class. And before that, I mean, starting at eight years old, I was a I was a, a, a magician, as you mentioned, uh, the great Houdani at kids' parties. And let me say before we go on that, um, you I don't know if you were able to catch it, but if you go to uh, Houdini.com as an H O U D A N N Y like Houdini but Danny. Uh, you'll it'll take you to YouTube. You'll see a bunch of videos I made last year uh, with my magic uh, comedy magic stuff. Um, I just kind of picked it up again and started playing with it since uh, it was in the you know when the COVID era began uh, to stay creative. But I was doing so I was doing like you know uh, live audiences from the time I was eight years old and then uh, and then just. I just I grew up in New Jersey. I was not um, you know, there. Were, there were no professional actors there. My mother was a second grade teacher, and dad was a CPA. So I didn't have like family members in it. But I did all the school plays, and just enjoyed it until I decided to um, leave college after two years to uh, pursue, pursue stand up uh, in New York City. So and and uh, that took me eight months later out to Los Angeles. Uh, so I was very used to live performing. So, but it was still as a stand-up comedian to have a live audience um, and get laughs every week. It was just a dream. It was just um, adrenaline rush. It was, it was a constant adrenaline rush. Is all I can tell you. Uh, and it was uh, it was great. Yeah.
0: And was there a notable difference between when you were doing it in Orlando to when you were doing it in LA or did it just sort of feel, you know, the same?
1: Well, the show itself felt exactly the same. Uh, the, uh it was, it was much more fun to do in Hollywood since that's where I live. And, um, I made some nice friends in Orlando, but you know, it's always feels, you know, you want to know where we, you, you want to go where everybody knows your name to quote, uh, another famous, uh, sitcom um possibly more famous than ours so it would yeah it was great to be back in uh, in 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 la but uh otherwise yeah the show itself was exactly the same
0: yeah, and same how theme, same set. and how quickly into the run of the show sort of airing did you sort of realize that you were part of something that would go you know was so successful, you know like not just in America but internationally
1: yeah that took some that took some time, although we know just from our live audiences and how uh, enthusiastic they would be um you know especially when Keenan and Kel came out for their curtain calls before was, I'm just like they were the Beatles, as you know they might as well have been the Beatles coming out there um I knew that they were very, very popular. Uh, how long it would last, I, I, I didn't know. I, I'm, I'm really happy that they rerun them and that they're on you know, wherever you, wherever fine TV is found, uh, mm-hmm. that people can still watch them. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I had no idea. The best part, though, was uh, for me, was that I have uh, a very. I had at that time very young niece and nephew in New Jersey, and they came down to visit me in Florida when I did it. But also I my eldest brother has uh two nieces, uh, two daughters who are my nieces, out here. So they were the perfect ages to watch Keenan and Kel. They would have seen it even if Uncle Danny wasn't on the show. They've been watching mm-hmm. the show. So they came to the set and to the they were in the live audience almost every week.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: So that was really exciting for me. To, and then and we'd have our little routine after the after the show would end. They'd come back and say hello to whatever actors were still hanging out, and then we'd visit the uh, craft service uh, candy uh table <laughs> it, was like, it was Halloween every week, uh, and then go to uncle danny's uh dressing room for a minute or two uh so that to me was um uh the fun i, I you know as far as the the world goes, I had no idea how big it would be, but I'm really gratified that uh, people still enjoy the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, firstly, I wish I was your nephew, but <laughs> but, but, but um, well, you're,
1: you're young enough to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe it happened. I, I'm going to do an ancestry situation oh, after right, this. Good. That's. I just need a bit of your saliva. We'll work it out. But
1: um, well, I got a story for you along those lines. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Can you we have hear that? it? Count. Yeah, definitely. Okay.
1: I mentioned my granddaughter. Mm -hmm. who's eight months old. Uh, I didn't know. I've been a single man all my life, and I'm 62. Uh, I had no idea.
0: You do not look 62 at all. That is incredible.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, Must be all those kale shakes. That's (laughs) all I can can say. Uh, But uh, I did the 23andMe genetic testing uh, site, and I found two and a half years ago that I have, a daughter <laughs> and who has a, a, a husband and two, well now two children. Uh, and it was a complete gobsmack for me, complete. I had no clue whatsoever. Uh, and so it it is a sudden new family for me. Uh, and it turns out, you know, they live in uh, Portland, Oregon and so we had visited several times. Uh, they were, uh, my son-in-law was working in France for a time. So I went and visited them in Normandy out there. Uh, I was just up there uh, two weeks ago uh, to, meet my, uh, to meet my granddaughter, who's now, I mentioned eight months old. Wow. Uh, and young Roy, my grandson comes running out of the house, Grandpa Dan, Grandpa Dan. I mean, it's just, it's uh, and Emily, my daughter brings out little Ella and it was just, so it's just a whole new world for me. that I never never thought would could happen
0: that is incredible that's crazy that yeah that's the marvel of like the internet and technology and everything I mean wow imagine imagine you just never knew you could have gone the rest of your life not knowing that's crazy that is
1: true absolutely um so it's it's uh it's, it's really incredible and it and it um prompted me to write a memoir I'm just I'm maybe two weeks from finishing a memoir and uh, I have a literary agent who is then going to, you know, shop it around. So we'll see if, what comes of that. Uh, but it, um, yeah, it brought a whole new uh, level to my world.
0: That is incredible. Well, congratulations. That's great. Well, amazing news. And, uh, I, and- I, I
1: told, I told my daughter, Emily, when I met her, I said, well, at least my obituary got a lot more interesting. <laughs>
0: and and a memoir i mean i i will be the first one to order that when that you know inevitably gets published i mean with with an intro like that that could be like the preview you know how how crazy yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: amazing well okay so i mean everything everything i'm going to ask you going to be so mundane after that (laughs) we're just going downhill (laughs) now but um (laughs) that's okay i mean do you like on Keenan and Kel, is there a particular, like, favorite, like, episode or fondest kind of memory that, that you have?
1: Yeah, uh, just overall memories, just working with the guys, working with Keenan and Kel was just a lot of fun. Because they were, they're not always on, you know, which is good. Uh, but they're just really nice people. And uh, it, was, it was really great to work with them. And as the rest of the cast, uh, Tila Marchand, who played uh, Keenan's mom, and, and Ken Florey. Ken and I hung out a lot especially when we were, uh, in Florida, uh, we'd, we'd go do things and we found a couple of, uh, friends to go do things with. We were like a little foursome, two gals, two guys, and we would just, we would just go on out on the, out on the town, just having some fun. Um, uh, and, and, uh, so, but I, my favorite episode I'd say was one, I forget the name of it, but, um, I played my character i played chris's brother i played chris's mean brother uh (laughs) so that was a lot of fun to shoot and we did it in front of a live audience i kept having to go back and forth they wanted to shoot it real time so uh just like you know an audience would see it so it took a lot it was maybe not as fun for the audience because i have to go change to become Mm -hmm. my brother and come back out and then go back and then come back out, and they had to set the cameras up in order to do the, the the trick photography to have us both in the same frame, which they you know of course put together in post production. Uh, but I was really happy with the, how that one uh, came out, uh, so that was probably my maybe maybe one of my shining moments. I think also there was another episode where I go, I think I'm thrown out of mother's, I forget why, but I go to live with uh, Ke- at Keenan's house. Yeah, and I'm a real no. Was that the same? No, it wasn't the same episode. Anyway, I have become a real pain in the butt when I'm at Keenan's house. So, but uh, yeah, those were my favorites. I think
0: you're just hilarious in all of it. I mean, even I as do. a kid, you were you were like you know up up there as one of my favorite characters. Um, I mean, did did you uh, did you get to keep anything from the show? Like, did you keep like a Rigby's like apron or anything or any like mementos?
1: I do. You want to wait a sec? I'll show it to you.
0: I definitely do. <laughs> if
1: that's hold, on, okay. hold on. Okay, I'm back.
0: <laughs>
1: Here we go. Here it is. Da, 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 da.
0: No way. No. <laughs> that's so cool.
1: There we go, Rigby's. I uh, I saved that from the last show. I love it. And my other my my other favorite memento is from Head of the Class that I kept from the prop department. I stole from the prop department. Ah. <laughs> Ar- Arvid's glasses. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> were were they actually prescription or no?
1: No, they're just glass. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's so uh, good. I mean both are amazing. I mean that the apron that's so iconic, you know, because you would have you pretty much wore it in like the majority of your scenes, right? So that's I so think awesome. Every,
1: I think probably every show I had on that uh apron
0: that's so cool that's so oh, yeah. cool that should be framed somewhere like <laughs> on the wall what I mean how how did you feel uh when you know when the show came to an end did you feel like it was the right time for it for it to finish or did you think it still had some more legs in it
1: yeah oh yeah I, 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 I cut back to it when you said that it should be framed I you know I kept sending these things to the Smithsonian and they keep sending them back I don't know what's <laughs> going to anyway um <laughs> I felt that Keenan and Kel had um, run its course. I I felt both shows had run their courses. Um, As a matter of fact, Head of the Class ran for five years on ABC, and there was uh, a lot of talk, as it turned out, we found out later, uh, that ABC was going to cancel the show after the fourth season or make us a winter replacement show. Right, which meant they would maybe tape a couple of the shows and then just bring them, bring us back. Uh, but then a pilot, they were trying to do uh, that was going to replace us failed. So they said, okay, just put head of the class in there for the fifth season. <laughs> uh, Cause we were supposed to be smart kids and we were there for five years. Right,
0: <laughs> so, um, right.
1: Uh, But yeah, with Keenan and Cal, I think after the fourth season, it, kind, it, it it felt time to finish it up. It would, have, it would have felt odd, let's put it that way, to come back for a fifth. I would have been happy to come back for a fifth season. But uh, when they announced that this was it, it, it made sense. Plus, I'd, I'm not sure how, if they do this anymore, but at that time, Nickelodeon would only run for uh, uh, years of any given show, mm. uh, whether they were successful or not. So I think we knew it going in that we were going to be uh, a four-year run.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it works over there in the States, but um, here, I don't think Keenan and Kel is on any streaming service. Like it's not on, uh, you know, it's not Disney, obviously it's not on Netflix. It's not on, Ooh. and that's kind of all we have over here and Amazon okay. prime. I mean, is there like a Nickelodeon streaming service over there?
1: I think we do have uh, like a T there's a Teen Nick service. I, I've not followed it myself, but every so often I get people saying, "Oh, I just saw this episode or that episode um, online." So it is. I'm I'm not sure where to find it. Uh, I know that our original head of the class is now on HBO Max and Hulu, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure about Keenan and Kel. Uh, I'm also really happy that they're bringing back Head of the Class with a new, completely new cast, new teacher, new uh, kids. Uh, and on HBO, HBO Max. And we're not involved in it, but that's okay. I I'm happy that uh you know a new cast gets a chance to shine too. And uh, and and this time as opposed to us, we were like already older most of us. I was 27 when I started playing a 16-year-old <laughs> high school student. Uh but the, the the new cast are actual like 14-year-olds for the most mm-hmm. part it seemed to me.
0: Well, we when- uh, it- would you be open to if they, you know, invited you or asked you to come and do like a like a cameo or guest star in an episode? Would you be open oh, to doing that?
1: Absolutely. I, I I doubt it's on their minds, but I could see like if it were a hit show in the third or fourth season, they'd go, hmm, hey, let's bring back the old the old group, because that would probably be a, a good way to um, uh, a, a good thing to publicize for them.
0: Yeah, and it's like paying homage to where it came from, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. really cool. I mean, how how did those two experiences differ? Like head of the class to Keenan and Kel. Because I guess what well, you said, you were playing playing younger, and then in Keenan and Kel, you you know pre- yeah. playing like your actual age, I guess. So like,
1: right, right. I am supposedly the adult on 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 uh, Keenan and Kel, but uh, Keenan Kel was more of a uh, a cartoon. Really, it was kind mm-hmm. of a it was often a live cartoon. Um, they really ramped it up with later uh, different uh, series where the, you know, the, the cartoon element uh, of everything, but um, th- you know, it was, it was a chance to really play broad. Like Chris, you know, there was no holding back with Chris. Uh, I, I didn't have to like go, Oh, was that too much? But no, because if he's mad at Keenan or he's mad at Kel for drinking the orange soda, it's, <laughs> it's just I could really kind of just let it out with, uh, head of the class i most of the shows let's put it that way were much more subtle and um, more mindful and uh, some of them were actually like more intellectual uh those episodes so uh, it was the, the tenor they're both sitcoms with live audience uh, and all the trappings of that, but they did have a different tenor the feel to it the feel to them were were a lot different. both fun to play
0: and you've had such an amazing and and broad uh career like from like you were saying stand up to doing magic to you know being being in tv do you have a particular favorite like if you could only do one again you know again which one would you pick
1: you know it depends on in, in each of those uh different disciplines what they would be like for instance Acting on television, I'd love to be a, a detective, or a cop, or a doctor on a drama. <laughs> um, so th- that's, in, in that case, that would be my favorite thing to do. Uh, I directed episodes of, uh, of Nickelodeon later on, uh, on Nickelodeon, uh, uh, Sam and Cat, that show with uh, Ariana Grande and uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Um I I would love to do more of that. Uh, Although I'm really, I I really mostly enjoy stage directing uh, as far as directing goes, but uh, I guess I, my druthers, if I had them would be to create projects. And that's kind of what I'm working on lately is creating new projects, Uh, writing. Besides this memoir, uh, I have a couple of different scripts out there hoping to find a home. An animated uh, movie called uh, Cyrano the Bird Giraffe. Uh, instead <laughs> of a soldier with a long nose like Cyrano de Bergerac, it's about a, uh, a, a Brooklyn parrot with a freakishly long neck. Uh, and uh, so that's um, uh, that's out there trying to find a home. Uh, I also on the on the complete opposite end of the scale. When I was growing up, I was a big monster fan. I would watch the soap opera Dark Shadows from the uh, 60s and early 70s. Uh, so I, I love models and that, of Frankenstein and Dracula and Phantom of the Opera. So I, I paid homage to that in a, in a, a script that I wrote. And right now, I play a play script called Renfield, uh, and it's about Dracula's uh, messenger if, uh, from the movie and uh, the novel from, by Bram Stoker. It was kind of an origin story of that character. Uh, and I just heard a couple of days ago there that universal is doing a movie called Renfield. So uh, I may have to go a different way with it, but uh, that doesn't knock me out of the water that can <laughs> that, actually help. Who knows
0: that that's amazing. I mean, so many different, you know, things going on, like so many different creative outlets. That's so cool. I mean, did you find having the time with, covid i know you were saying earlier about uh you putting out clips with uh, of some of your magic which i i have seen i love it i'll put i'll put links to all of that below so Thanks. people can check it out <clears throat> um did you find that time during lockdown useful to you know do writing and things like that or did you find it difficult because there was an expectation to create because we all suddenly had this pressure of actually having time
1: yeah that's a good question I've, I actually found it, um, conducive to being creative. Um, uh, I think I put a lot more of my energies into friend things like, uh, taking up tennis Mm -hmm. and, uh, doing more things like, almost like, you know, semi-retirement sort of things. Uh, but then I also found time to do, to do the writing, um, I, like everybody, thought that this pandemic would have been over long ago. And I did say I wanted to finish this memoir during the pandemic. So <laughs> I've been able to stretch the time <laughs> that I've been able to you know, to finish this memoir and um, do the extension of this darn thing. But um, yeah, I could know, be creative. It's the, the, uh, the secret I found to good writing is uh, that uh, someone told me, a, a teacher, is the word BIC, B-I-C. And I don't mean the pen, I mean butt in chair. B I C, butt in chair. That's the hardest part is to get your butt in the chair to do the writing. So it's really uh, more about discipline, I think, than anything else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the whole world found out what it's like to sort of from working from home you know what it's like to be so easily distracted when you're there and you're like well maybe I'll do this around the house or maybe instead of this I'll you know go for a walk or eat a sandwich right now or you know all of them distractions where when actually you're in like an office or something you can't really you know you're not as free to do that which is sad in a way so it's like I think it takes time to get used to it and then yeah yeah you know bic, I like that button chair perfect <laughs>
1: yes.
0: well i mean I, so-
1: I, I want to ask you what are those t- is there tapes there's t- there like over to your le- where you're before, to your left what are those tapes? those t- are those tapes what are those Jeez.
0: um well, I have you know Dan I'm incredibly cool, so cool that I in fact have action figures
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> these oh. are
0: uh this is from oh
1: lost it did say lost okay
0: tv show you know, All the lost,
1: lost action f- oh my lord
0: yeah I, I mean i would never open them it's one of those situations you know if yeah. I, I, I have nightmares about my son getting older and coming in and just opening these toys because that's what you're supposed to do and me just like freaking out but having to not freak out because actually that's probably the right thing to do but Did did you like lost
1: you know, I did not watch Lost. I saw the first one and I lost interest in it, but but I was a huge Twilight Zone fan and I am a fan of science fiction for the most part.
0: Nice. Well, this is a good segue. What What's, what's some of your top shows all time? Just like a couple top of your head
1: mad men is my probably all-time favorite series
0: Mm -hmm. have you seen did you see yeah i've seen it my wife is like obsessed with it Um, a bit more than me she works in marketing um you know now not in the 60s Mm -hmm. but so but she uh yeah so she she loves that show yeah that's a good show
1: yeah um maybe that's sopranos Mm uh i could um i really enjoyed during this COVID era the uh queen's gambit
0: Oh yeah, the chess one.
1: Yeah, that was you know, and, and I was like, really, it's going to be about chess, but it was really you know, the, the chess was really kind of the background of the you know of the milieu, but it was really about the the woman who was the chess player. Um, I'm trying. Oh, there was going back, still one of my favorite all uh, time series, limited runs, limited uh, series, limited runs. It was. Uh, going back 35 years maybe was i claudius starring derek Jacobi. on pbs if you ever um you, they probably have the entire series on youtube uh mm-hmm. starting from the beginning uh, i think it was a 13 part 13 hour uh series but that's still probably one of my right up there with my top five favorite tv series uh and i'm trying to think of anything else about it. other than that just you know various movies and things um uh, Comedies, you know, maybe favorites are Groundhog Day or um, mm. great film. You know, it's hard to come off, come, come, come up, come up with them off the top of my head. But uh, those are the ones I can think of offhand.
0: How do you feel about Back to the Future as a trilogy?
1: Oh, that was great. I I don't know if I ever saw the third one, but the first one was just incredible. In fact, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you right from my memoir, <laughs> um, a, a, a story that uh, relates indirectly perfect when i was starting out my career i would uh and, and in television i did several different guest spots on different tv shows one of them was called the facts of life uh do they get it there i don't know
0: no but um i mean i'm nodding because i've you know researched you and gone you know deep in imdb land and those things so these all ring bells but no i haven't okay seen you're
1: this. right well, it was not a show that you'll be familiar with uh about four uh teenage girls in a boarding school uh and i was uh, dating the sister of one of the girls actually and so i would go visit them on the set oh because she was working because the the sister was working as a stand-in on the show uh so i would visit the set on occasion and just to say hello to the girls they were very nice and i was in the men's room at the studio called Metro Media, and uh there was a A guy there is this short guy who uh was very friendly to me and he just oh hey i just saw your episode of facts of life and uh you're very good i said thank you and he says um and he reminded me of a, a guy i knew in high school my my character and he told me this whole story of this guy he knew in high school who was like my character and i thanked him for watching the show and i said um and he goes, oh, I, I, I got to go. Nice to meet you. He said, uh, I'm down the hall. I'm, I'm taping a pilot called Family Ties. And uh, check it out if you can. I don't know what's going to ha- you know, happen with it. And I said, sure. I said, what's your name? He goes, uh, oh, Michael J. Fox. And um, I went, oh, all right. See you later. I mean, I had no idea you know, who he was. And then cut to a year, year and a half later. And Michael J. Fox is the big Hollywood star of the moment. I mean, he just skyrocketed first with Family Ties. And then he was and then with Back to the Future. Uh, and I was at a, um, a club in Hollywood, the Improvisation Club where they had stand-ups. And I was, and I, was, I had just done it, I did stand-up. And I was in, there was, like a, there was a, bar, a bar restaurant area outside of the showroom, where people just gather and talk. And so I was talking to one of my friends and I look over and I see Michael J. Fox with a big entourage around him. And I thought to myself, should I go up and say hello to him? And I thought, nah. He's not going to remember me. I, uh, I mean, I had not done anything. I'd not been on any of my TV series yet. And um, I said, wait, well, you know, what am I going to say? Hey, remember me from the men's room at Metro Media? <laughs> so I just, you know, I just forgot about it. and uh, Then maybe 10, 15 minutes later, I was just looking around, finding someone to, to you know, see if anybody else I knew was there. There's a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and it's Michael J. Fox. And he says, and, and Simon, I'm quote, this is a direct quote. He goes, he says, hey, remember me? We met in the men's room at Metro Media. <laughs> and I just laughed. I said, yes, I remember you. I said, and I said, wow, congratulations on your success. And he goes, oh, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. You know, it's really a, it's really a lot of fun. So he, and he says, so what are you doing? I mean, he was suddenly like, this guy is interested in what this guy is doing and so i told him i was at that time i was doing a, a small uh, a theater play uh a theater called the century city playhouse in century city in los angeles and it was a play that had been running for a long time and sometimes we it was a very small theater maybe there'd be uh any given night maybe 15 20 people in the audience on the weekends we they'd they we we pack them in which meant like maybe 80 people but that was like that was it so I kind of you know but he was the big star so I kind of said well I'm just doing this little play and it's called Your Bums and it's you know it's fun to do it. And I just I really kind of pooed it I you know, I was kind of putting myself down because I didn't you know in, in, <laughs> in light of what he had done was doing and uh he goes no 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 that's not he says he says Dan he says learn this earlier on in your career he says uh the process is what it's all about is basically what he said it doesn't matter. He said, I'm in a place right now I could pick whatever project I want to do and the light is on me and there's money and everything. But the enjoyment of what I'm doing is exactly the same as it was when I was doing small hmm. theater in Chicago where, where, where he came, wherever, I think it might've been Chicago where he came from. Um, it's, it's, it's about the process. It's about what's the best way to tell the story? What's the best way to, move, to motivate my... Cross from this side of the stage to that side of the stage. What what, what line would put the glass down? It's just all the same. It's all the same. Uh, So if you're not enjoying it now, you're not going to enjoy it, you know, when you achieve achieve some success, but he he said, which I hope you're able to do someday. Uh, Anyway, he went on for a couple more minutes and then he goes, hey, it's great to see you and uh, good luck. And and then he just like leaves and I'm like, who was that masked man? (laughs) Did that really happen? Uh, but I took that lesson from him, uh, and uh, and I did I, I never achieve Michael J. Fox status, but I achieved a certain a certain place in the showbiz pantheon. I I I I, I would I would hope, and um, I remember what he said, and it was exactly right. It was this doing like head of the class, and then Keenan and Kel was exactly the same fun as it was doing that little play when fifteen or twenty people would show up. Um, so that was a that was a huge uh, takeaway.
0: <laughs> what an amazing what an amazing story! And how that's so awesome! Like you know that he was that self aware and like humble. Uh, you know to be able to be aware of that, that you know to enjoy yeah. the the process, and then to share that with you and to remember and everything. So cool. Well, I mean, I actually <laughs> it was my birthday a few weeks ago, and the reason I mentioned Back to the Future is because someone for my birthday gave me a model of michael j fox right there
1: so, <laughs> oh that's marvelous very good
0: so that's why i said it because it was just right there and, and how, oh, seren- that how serendipitous that you have met him and you know had that amazing story to share about him oh, that, and yeah. about yourself that's so cool and yeah if what, yeah, what a great story to have in the memoir. I can't wait to. What, what would you call it? Have you decided what you'd call the memoir?
1: Oh, uh, so far, my working title is Whatever Happened to Me.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, people don't know my name, but they still remember you know, Arvid from Head of the Class. They might remember Chris from Keenan and Kel. So I'll definitely have those characters up front.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but even as you were credited in like the opening credits of Keenan and Kel, it was the, you know, and Dan Frischman, you know, and that's always to me is like the, you know, we've got all these people, but and we've got this guy, that's a really big deal. You know, they they get the and, you know. Right. You got the
1: and. I was watching a movie last night and I looked in the credits they had, and they had like two or three ands. It's like, okay. Too many (laughs) They're handing out ands like they're nothing right now.
0: Only one and if, and if there's can more only be than one, one. And. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Whoever gets the first and in the list of ands is actually the only person that deserves the and. The uh, the no, rest are nothing go. ands, you know.
1: I think that's how it works.
0: <laughs> well, uh, t- tell us about so what what p- how people can check you out currently. Like I'll put all of the links below, but where's the best place for people to follow you to support you?
1: Well, thanks. Um, Instagram at uh, Dan Freshman um i have a fan facebook page dan Frishman, F-R-I- Frischman, f-r-i-f-r-i-s-c-h-m-a-n i guess you, you have it below there <laughs> and um and, and, and i love when people check out my uh the, the magic stuff at whodanny.com on youtube with a, yeah with a, i love with H- i love
0: them they're great yeah. They're they're awesome yeah i have all of the links for that below uh, just sincerely thank you so much this is such a such a privilege to speak with you and and so fun and yeah i can't wait to to read the memoir when it comes out i hope you can do an audio version as well because uh oh, definitely well. yeah yeah that's always the best um sure. and yeah i just wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do and thank you so much for your time
1: my pleasure good to talk to you simon
0: you too thank you okay.